Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. Well, we had another big day today. Well, it's interesting. We'll talk about that in more detail. It is January 18, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I do thank you for joining me today. And as you know, every day I start off by making it clear that we here, I am here to answer questions to try to make you an above-average investor. And to do that, I answer your questions and provide you with information I think is important. You can call our anytime listener line number. It's 888-99-CHART. Well, the Dow started open, started up again. It's been up nine out of the last ten days, uh, and there's, there's, I'm, you know, yesterday I've been saying that it's been reaching a, an inflection point here, and it broke through that today with the news about the China deal. I'm going to go over that in more details here in the in the hour. Uh, and for the record, Tesla shares were down to 300 points today, and that was down about 12 percent because of uh, some troublesome uh, tweets and emails coming from uh, Ian Musk. Uh, he's saying that they're not going to be able to, they, he said he was going to lay off 7% of the employees. Lay off 7% of the employees. In a growing company, you don't lay off people. He's trying to cut costs. He's trying to get the car, remember he promised it would be a $35,000 car, the, the new car and uh, the Tesla three, and he can't. He's having trouble getting it under fifty thousand um, dollars. So he laid off some people trying to get that cost under control. We'll see. I think it's going to be pretty difficult for him. Um, Netflix revealed that they had eight point eight million new paying customers. Eight point eight million new paying new paying customers new for two thousand eighteen. That beat that beat their own expectation of seven point six million. Um, they're approaching 150 million subscribers worldwide, Netflix is. 150 million. That's just amazing. And I found it interesting, and I'm sure you would too, that their competition, they say, is not TV, not uh, not uh, cable or satellite TV. Their competition is uh, Fortnite, gamers. That's their competition. That's how they see it. And they're right. <laughs> That's probably true. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And did you see how much money um, the world's largest bank CEO made, J.P. Morgan Chase? Did you see how much money he made? Well, his salary is only $1.5 million. And I say only. Well, you know, when you're running, you know, when you're running a $33 billion size company. Well, let's see, the bank report, no. When you run in a bank uh, that ha- uh, has $33 billion in annual profit, $33 billion, uh, maybe you should be paying your CEO, Jamie Dimon, a lot of money. His salary is $1.5 million, but he had $29.5 million in bonus payments and stock options. Most of it was stock options, $5 million in cash, the rest was stock options. I, you know, a lot of people probably say, well, that's a lot. Well, yeah, it is a lot. But his profit was $32.5 billion. I mean, 
I mean, you, you got to give the, you know, <laughs> you got to pay, the, you got to pay if, if he's that good, you got to pay him. Anyway, and of course, what really sparked the market today was China. The talks on trade in China. That's what drove the market. After a couple, three hours into the day, all of a sudden the market took off, up. Did you see the news on that? Well, I'm going to go over that news. There's, there's a little, you know, we'll go over the news, but there is a little gray cloud here. Howie, you know, the telecommunication maker for Chinese government-controlled telecom maker, is being investigated by federal prosecutors for allegedly stealing trade secrets from American businesses. And anybody who has any kind of common sense knows that's probably true. You didn't realize the, the, the CEO of Huawei, the Chinese, is owned by the Chinese government, uh, is uh, an ex-engineer uh, for the People's Liberation Army in China. <laughs> of course, they're probably stealing secrets. But that's a little gray over the, uh, again, in the uh, talks on trade. Because they have those issues. So, hmm. we'll see how that goes. That, that's going to be, we're going to have to stay tuned for that. Now, as you can tell, there's always, always lots of market news every day. And I will, you know, I talk about all the highlights every day for you. We're going to also go over the KPP Premium Newsletter letter today, which goes out every Friday morning, uh, which I send to all our clients and subscribers to it. And you can subscribe to it, too, by going to investtalk.com and sign up. But right now, let's go ahead and grab a question from our Anytime, anytime Listener Line number, 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. Michael from Nashville. What is the difference between buying a share and buying a position in a company. I see you guys say, you know, buy half a position or decrease or increase your position. But wouldn't that be the same as increasing the number of shares or decreasing the number of shares? I just want to know what the difference is between the two. Thank you. Sure, okay. Uh, a position in a company is a percentage of your portfolio. And we think when we buy a position for our portfolios, for our clients, we think of a position to be in a full position about 3% of the portfolio. The reason why we say is buy a position, we don't know how big your portfolio is. So if you had a million dollars, a position of 3% is a lot different than if you had $100,000 and a position is 3% of that. So we don't talk about number of shares, we talk about position. So, we can talk about the number of shares, but we'd have to know what the portfolio size. So when someone calls up, yeah, go ahead and take a position in that, and maybe only half a position. Well, that would be 1.5% of your portfolio. Okay, so 1.5% equals how many shares? Uh, you know, it depends on the price of shares, how big your portfolio is. Does that make sense? Because you're not, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has a different amount of money and different, um, a different type of accounts, you know, how big they are. So a position is, to us, a 3% of a stock in a portfolio, okay? I can't say, well, buy 100 shares of that. Well, 100 shares on a $10 million portfolio is probably next to nothing. So, so it wouldn't make much sense. On a $10,000 portfolio, 100 shares might be a tremendous amount, too much, okay? This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. Is your portfolio as strategically balanced as it should be for you? If not, if you're unsure, 
I'll be traveling to San Jose. i pretty much full for the day. I think i got one slot left. And that's coming Wednesday, everybody, January 23rd, five days from now. Appointments are always free, and space is limited, as I just suggested. You can register at investtalk.com. Send us an email, and we'll get a hold of you and try to set up a time. Our anytime listener line number is now open at 888-99-CHART. Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make InvestTalk a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278, our main talking point today. There were things, worst things you can say when shopping for a car. Matter of fact, you can probably do the same thing for a mini of it or buying a house. Okay, salespeople are trained to listen to what you're saying and take advantage of any slip-ups you have that they can squeeze more money from you. And it's just natural, normal. You have to be, remember they were saying, buyer beware. Some other things I want to talk about. I want to talk about that Chinese announcement on trade. Okay, and it's pretty big. And I'm, you know, the market reacted hugely for a reason. Now, I'm wondering if the, you know, the normal press is thinking this is a big deal or not. We'll, we'll go over that. The consumer sentiment in January plunges to its lowest level since Trump has been elected. Consumer sentiment. This is one of the reasons why I don't particularly like this report. I'm gonna, why I don't you know, put much weight in that report. Why does it plunge? And what does it really mean for you and me as an investor? And Drucker Millen, Drucker Millen, Drucker Miller, Drucken Miller pushes into cloud stocks. Drucken, Stanley Drucken Miller. Now he's, of course, a famous billionaire investor, okay? But he pushed in a big way in the cloud stocks, saying they're disruptive and defensive at the same time. Now, I mentioned this yesterday. Talked to you about what we were looking at going forward. Same kind of idea. So those are the things we're going to talk about. Of course, you guys come first, not me. Yeah, so whatever you want to talk about. The Dow was up 336 points today. It was interesting. After about two, two and a half hours, I noticed that the market started to weaken a little bit and I saw some oh, okay the you know certain technical indicators were showing flashes of the market's probably gonna gonna give back some of those gains but the Dow surged after that news about China the whole market did so the Dow was up 336 the NASDAQ was up 73 and the S&P was up 35 35 points so it was all about the China trade announcement now there's no deal there's no deal. So this announcement is all speculation still, you know, and therefore it could fall apart just as well as it, you know, was announced. So um, no, we don't want to count our chickens before they hatch. Let's go talk to Will in San Diego. Wants to talk about Tiva. How you doing, Will? Oh, pretty good, Steve. But before we get to the stock, could you explain what a trailing stop is? And whether or not that's a useful sure. tool to guard your uh, your your equity, it's a useful tool to guard your profits. A trailing stop, everybody, is where you're 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 
you have a position in a stock. In other words, you own it, and it's been moving up. Do you have your radio on there? I'm getting double, Will. I'm getting some feedback. Uh, so, thank you. Uh, so, the stock is moving up in price, and you want to lock in profits at some point, but you don't want to do it too early. A trailing stop trails the price. It goes up as the price goes up. Okay? And as soon as the stock rolls over and goes down, it hits the stop and you sold out. So as long as the stock keeps going up, your stop, stop is everybody in order to get out of the stock to sell it. Stop out of the stock. So let's say the stock goes from $12, $13, $14, $15. A trailer stop would have been maybe at $11 when the stock price is 12 And when it went to 13 maybe the stop goes to 12 And then when the stock price goes to 14 the stop go, trailing stop goes to 13 You see how it trails it up? That's a trailing stop. Make sense, Will? You know, you like for example, if you set the price at ten dollars below the uh, the uh, you know the the going price, when it drops ten bucks, right. then it's triggered. Yes. Now most trolling stops are in uh, percentages because it's kind of hard. You know, you got to keep. You got to physically go in there to make it as a dollar amount, but in a percentage, some of the some of the trading platforms let you say, "Well, if the stock falls five percent from its top, I want out." So long as it keeps moving up, you're staying in the stock. As soon as it falls five percent, don't stop triggers. You're out. Well, what okay? if it keeps falling like four percent, four percent, four percent, and then all of a sudden it falls five percent? So you could have lost a lot of money. No, because if, if let's say it fell 4% today and your trailing stop was 5% from the top, it fell 4% so you didn't trigger. Tomorrow, as soon as it, tri- as soon as it drops to 5% of the, from the top, as soon as it does that, it puts an order in to sell it at that price. So you lose 5% total. It's not 4% a day. It's your trailing stop. It trails it. But not all platforms allow you to do that. Did you get that, Will? Yeah. Okay. Okay, appreciate the call. Do you want to talk about Tiva real fast? I think I got to take a break. Do I got to take? Yeah, I got to take a break. Hold on. You're listening to Best Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want to thank you for making the program part of your routine, your daily routine. Justin and I do really appreciate it. You can call anytime. You can give us, uh, you know, uh, our number is always live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5. And the number is 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Steve and Justin, thank you for making time to listen and encourage you to tell your friends about Invest Talk. In just five days on this coming Wednesday, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose to conduct no-cost portfolio reviews. Space is limited, but you can register now at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve is here, so get your questions in live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to, uh, we're going back to Will. He wanted to talk about Tiva. How you doing, Will? Oh, pretty good. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think of Tiva? Is it? Uh, is there any future to this stock? Or you know, I've held it for a while. Oh yeah. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. 
It's a $19 billion company, everybody. Tiva Pharmaceuticals, an Israeli developer of generic specialty and over-the-county drugs. It's one of the largest in the world, uh, generic drug makers. The problem has that their sales and profits have been shrinking. Uh, profits went down from $4 to $2.93 in 2018. An estimate is for it to be $2.83 this next year. And it's an $18 stock, so it's awfully inexpensive. But it is, the question you have to ask yourself, is it one of those bear traps? I mean, can I get trapped into owning this stock? My biggest concern is they have a lot of debt. The cash flow is very strong at $4.92. I don't think they're going to go out of business. But they got to turn around their sales. The sales have been shrinking in the mid-teens, mid to high teens the last couple of quarters. That's got to stop. If that doesn't stop... Uh, if you don't already own it, I don't know if I'd take a position in it. I would not. If you own it, and if you owned it all this time, I'd just hold on to it and try to ignore it. But if you don't own it, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's strong enough to go ahead in there and take a position myself. Um, it looks like it's bounced off the bottom, $15, and now it's at $18.82. But, man, it's been a hard ride for the last year or so in TIVA. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Bob in Sacramento. How you doing, Bob? Hi, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate all your advice. I love your show. I was calling um, thank you. about shorting uh, shorting the Canadian banks and because of the housing mm. market. You probably hear all the news today about it. And I looked yes. everywhere, and I could not right. find a way to short the banks in the Canadian uh, banks. And, and also, uh, what do you think about the idea of doing that? Well, I think it's, I think it might be too late. Uh, uh, Bob, because uh, everybody knows how bad the housing market is in, in Canada, and it might be too late to short the banks. Uh, are you saying you know, do you have some large Canadian banks? Are you telling me that they're 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 not shortable? Remember what shorting is, everybody. Shorting is you're borrowing somebody else's stock and you're selling it in your portfolio. You never owned it. You borrowed somebody else's. Someone else has to be one has to want to lend it to you, and some stocks are not shortable because no one's out there lending the stock. Okay, so you might have trouble shorting a lot of stocks. Big stocks usually are shortable. That's not a problem. The smaller stocks are more difficult because then people don't lend them out to short. So um, I don't know if there's a short ETF, and I don't think so. I really don't for Canadian banks. So you're going to have to short them individually, short, find the bank to short, and you may well have trouble finding it, uh, uh, Bob, uh, a, a bank to short. I don't know if I would want to short it now, though, to be honest. I don't know if I want to okay. short banks at this point. Okay? But okay, I, can see how, I can see how you could have trouble. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I can see how it would be you know, hard, hard, to, hard to do it. Let's go to Denise in Kansas. How you doing, Denise? Doing good. How are you, Steve? Good. Thank you for the call. Hey, uh, I need your help uh, with this gold miner. I got into this uh -huh. stock uh, around four and a half dollars, and I have a decent sized position mm -hmm. in this. And uh, it seemed like it was going up for you know past couple of weeks, and you know it fell like thirty percent in a couple of days. So I was hoping if you could give your insights into this stock. The the ticker okay, symbol well, is the reason. Um, I is in Indiana, A. Adam, G. Uh -huh. in Georgia. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I am gold. This is, yeah, this is I am gold corporation out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. A Canadian company active in acquisition, exploration, development of gold mines in Africa, South America, and Canada. And the problem is, is why it's fallen like a cliff, one, two, three, for the last four days, is that, uh, is that uh, they have disappointing 2000 output guidance. So the, the CEO is saying, eh, we're not going to produce so much gold as we thought we would produce. You know, sales are going to go down. Uh, 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 you know, it's a $2.83 stock. This is a danger with uh, Denise buying a stock that's low price. People think because it, the physical price of the stock is low, I can buy a lot of shares and I have a lot better chance of making money. And that is absolutely wrong thinking. It's a $2.83 stock. You always have to look at the earnings. What, would, what are the earnings? Well, it's 11 cents in 2018. 11 cents a share. And then 2019, it's going to be 9 cents a share. Well, what's 9 cents a share? It's going down. It's shrinking. So what is 9 cents a share worth? You, would you give it a, a 20 PE? Well, that's, eight, uh, that's what? 80 cents. See, see, so it's not worth it. I'd be out. I'd, I'd just take my losses and get out. Find a stronger company. Don't worry about the price. Always worry about the earnings and the sales and the profit margins. Those are things you look at. So I would get out. I would just give up on this. Monday on Invest Talk. The markets are closed. So we'll be running a best of program then. The topic will be, are markets overestimating the risk of recession? Are they? And for this year, are they overestimating it? We see that many experts have scaled that down 2019. We'll see. 888-99-CHART. It may be hard to believe, but the average 401k investor misses out on over $5,000 per year in investment gains. Why? Well, poor timing and subpar investment choices. This is what the studies show us. This is the challenge of the typical 401k, and that's the whole reason for active 401k. And that's why we have active 401k. That's why we launched the program for our listeners and our clients, because it's very difficult to allocate a 401k account. These plans have limited choices. You've got to make the changes. Now, if you have a 401k account, this is a program that you should know about. It ranks your current options within your current employer's plan, and then all you do is log in and make the changes. We'll tell you what to buy, what percentages, and what funds. If you'd like to see more about it, just go to investtalk.com investtalk.com and click on the investments tab from KPP Financial and it may be just what you've needed This is Invest Talk and we're glad you're with us today for one hour of financial news and perspective and your decision making process can benefit from this practical and unbiased advice especially if you consult with Steve or Justin Step up now with your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed today to all subscribers this morning and, of course, the clients. And, it is, of course, I try to give as, pack as much information as I can in there. I don't try to make it too long because, you know, I don't want to bury you with so much minutiae. Uh, in the market conditions section, I explain the market seems to be shrugging off any government shutdown news. They don't care. 
No, the market, the participants don't really care. And after the worst December in history, January rebound continues to be uh, continue to rise, and have, we've had the best January since 1987. Do you remember what also happened in 1987? I think I told you yesterday, the market was down October 19, 20% one day. That doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. It does not. So it went from being oversold to is it going to be an overbought territory in January? The odds are pretty high. We didn't have much, I also said we didn't have much in economic news because of the shutdown. We're just, you know, a lot of news is delayed. We had industrial production numbers and they look pretty good. Uh, we had the Philly Fed index, that looked pretty good. Uh, but we had the uh, New York uh, uh, New York production numbers and that didn't look so good. So... I mentioned that I think that the market is pretty, it's right at the Fibonacci numbers. Uh, do you know who Fibonacci was? And you know, it's a technical read. And this morning, we were at the 50% level. And I said, and this was before the market went up. I said, when it gets to the 60% uh, recovery level, and that's you know from the top to the bottom, a 60% recovery, that's where naturally it will slow down. So we'll see if that's true because we're not there, but we're pretty darn close after today's big day up. I mean, we're really close to that. I, I didn't study it after today yet. Of course, I will be looking at it over the weekend because that's what I do. I like looking at these things. So that was, that was the stock idea section of the newsletter. I mean, that was the overall section in you know, my, my the market conditions. Of course, I had a couple stock ideas, which I always have in there. Portfolio management section is always in there. In that section, I talked about automated trading. Automated trading for retail investors. You know you can start doing that yourself now. But I suggested that you do not. You do not leave that area to the experts, to the people that have computer programmers and you know, staff, you know, you trying to be an automated trader, you're fighting some very powerful uh, interests. So I didn't think, you, I thought that that was not a good idea to be in that battle. Okay. So uh, that was with the newsletter. Um, you know, every week I talk about something I think is interesting. I think I, I always talk about the week and then I try to put things in there I think that would be good for you. If you want to be a subscriber, it's pretty easy. You can subscribe directly through investtalk.com. And if you subscribe, you will receive the full report each Friday. Each Friday in your email box. Anyways, uh, do you have any questions? I encourage you to reach out to me right now. Make your call. You know, 888-99-CHARTER is our number. It is Friday. Our listener line questions are always, always available, even when we're closed. So you can still call and ask questions during the week weekend. Now, here's a call that came in earlier. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Steve from Tampa. Love the show. Thanks so much. I have a question about ACCO Brands, A-C-C-O. Fundamentals look pretty good. Um, seems really inexpensive right now, but I'm kind of worried about the debt level. Just wanted to get your input, see what you think. Hopefully it's not a value trap. I uh, appreciate it very much. Thank you. Okay, I bet you everybody out there has probably seen something that Echo makes, okay? Uh, they are 
makes traditional and computer-related office products, supplies, PC accessories, presentation aids, labels. They are a $907 million company, so they're a micro-cap company. They've been around a long time. They're, they always have made money. They've been pretty good about making money. In 2017, they made $1.19 a share. 2018, we still haven't got the final numbers in, but they're going to make $0.02 cents less, $1.17 a share. And next year, they're supposed to make $1.30 per share. Now, they do have a lot of debt. That is a concern. It's an $8.83 stock, and they're going to make a, a, a $1.30 per share. So that tells you the P is what, 7 or 8? Okay. A turn equity is 18%. The only little black mark you have here is they do have quite a bit of debt. And I'm not sure why. That's something you would have to look into and find out why are they carrying so much debt. Did they buy something? Did they buy a competitor? What, did they, what, what happened there? And I don't like that the sales in the most recent quarter went down 5%. And every quarter before that, they were always going up. So what are they able to turn that around? I'd like to see a turnaround there. Now, the stock has fallen from $13.50 all the way down to, what, $6.50? Excuse me. And now it's recovered to $8.83. Just like the market, bottomed, and now it's been coming up. It has gone up every day for the month of January. Only one day did it not go up. For the month, all, all 18 days, you know, all, all trading days. It's kind of interesting. Um, is it good enough to buy, pay 2.7% dividend? I would say it is as long as that debt, you know, I, the cash flow is $1.94 per share. I want to know what that debt's all about. I think you're right. That's the thing you want to focus on is the debt. Let's go to Gary in Palo Alto. How you doing, Gary? Good, Jerry, but that's all right. Uh, I'm sorry, Jerry. If they're filing bankruptcy or if they plan to and it's going to be a worthless stock, who's buying it? Well, professionals, professional traders will go in there. They will leverage their position. Companies that already have have it think they can pick up something from the bankruptcy more than it's trading at. Uh, you know that those there's those people that think that they that this thing is going to bounce because it's a public utility and. You know, it will survive. It may well survive, but not with maybe not with any of their existing shareholders. So you have enough people that think that it that it will come out. That maybe the the, the liabilities aren't as bad as everybody thinks. Uh, for you and me, Jerry, uh, we got to stay away from it. I mean, I wouldn't touch it. Why would you want? Why would you want to? You know. Anyways, but there are those. There are those who think it might work. You know, how about if you're a bondholder and you also own the stock? You know, maybe you want to take a shot at buying more stairs cheap. You know, you just never know. You just never know. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Art, Mendel Park. How you doing, Art? Good, Steve. How are you today? I am good. I appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh, I was just calling about uh, applied material. I got in about um, yep. a little over 37, and uh, when we had the market um, hit, it dropped down to about yes. 30. And, 
It's made right. most of it back right now. So uh, I was just wondering if uh, what your outlook is on that supply uh, material. Because from what I've heard, the uh, dip cycle is uh, nearing the end of its uh, cycle for, for this, I guess, round. And uh, yeah. I'm thinking looks- about uh, some, once it gets to about, you know, if it does get back to about 37, 38. Okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell it just because it's gotten back to that price range. What you want to do is look at. I, I think you're correct in your assumption that the chip cycle is bottomed. And for instance, this year, this year they're going to make three dollars and thirty-nine cents. They made four dollars and forty-five cents in two thousand eighteen per share. This year the estimate is three dollars and thirty-nine. But next year the estimate is four dollars and thirty-eight. Thirty percent higher than this year. So those numbers are already in there. So at $4.38, this stock is challenging for about 8 PE. And we think that, that it's already at the bottom of the cycle. Uh, what is $4.38? Well, I think it's worth the mid-40s, 45 bucks or so, maybe even get up as high as 50 So I wouldn't sell it at 37 38 just because it got back to where you purchased that, that's kind of a mistake to always or to buy to get out of the stock just because you got even. That's not the right thing to, to think. Think in terms of well, how much is it worth, and if it's moving up, why do I want to? You know, my old partner, remember Jerry Klein? He would say you're you're you would if it's starting to move up and it's starting to recover, and you want to you want to cut your flowers, and no, you don't want to cut the flower. Let the flower continue to grow. What you want to do is cut your weeds. Get out of the ones that are not recovering. The ones who, every, everything else is recovering, but you have stocks that aren't recovering. Those are the ones you get out of. Thanks for the call, Art. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Dan, San Diego. How you doing, Dan? Oh, real good, Steve. I hope you're doing well. I'm uh, looking I at... I am. Thank you. I'm, I'm just looking at marijuana stocks. You know, maybe making a small purchase. And I was, I'd like okay. your opinion on CB. Okay, ACB is Aurora Cannabis. It's one of the bigger cannabis stocks. It's $6 billion size, you know, market cap. Uh, they're right. going to make, they have been made, they've been making money. They're one of the few that has made money. Uh, they made 15 cents in 2018. They're going to make 8 cents this year, less, less, and then 10 cents next year. But they are making money. And sales on a quarterly basis are exceeding 200% per quarter. So sales are 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 are, rack, are you know ramping up. So it's a Canadian-based company engaged in the production and distribution of medical cannabis, mar- medical marijuana. That's what they do. Right. If you're going to take a chance, and this would be high risk, it's a six dollars and forty-seven forty-four dollars stock, six dollars stock. If you're going to take a risk. In the cannabis, because you like the area, this is the kind of stock you would want to take your risk in. Because okay. they're making money. Okay. Yeah. yeah in- and the sales are growing really, really fast. Yeah, okay? it's supposed to be 19 different countries. So uh, there's pretty good potential there. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, the stock was selling for under $2 a share. So now it's $6.44. It's gone up as high as about $11, $12 a share. So, this is the one. Now, I am not a cannabis guy. 
I mean, I would do it. I'm. I. I don't. I think. I think that that sector is going to continue to grow. This is a very a, a, an exact direct cannabis stock. I'm kind of going in through the back door through maybe the tobacco industry, who would distribute legalized marijuana. But that's me. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate the call. ACB Aurora Cannabis. Let's talk to Mike in Tampa. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I don't have a utility in my portfolio, and I was looking at all of them, and um, I was thinking about Dominion Energy as the best value. Mm -hmm. uh, would you agree? Do you think it's the best one in the yes. space? Yes. Well, I don't know if it's the best. I, we own we own Dominion in our man, some of our managed accounts. We also own another one, but I, you know, I don't wouldn't mind telling you if the SEC would let me. But we own two, uh, two of this in this sphere. Dominion Energy, the symbol D, engaged in. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, a Southern company, Mike? Dominion. Would you say those are the best two? Yeah, Southern is the other one we own. So yes. <laughs> See, since you mentioned it, now I can talk about it. So SO is Southern, and D is Dominion, and those are the two utility stocks we own. So, yeah, I like them both. They both pay very nice dividends. They both are very steady. They're both uh, anti-cyclical. Uh, they both are not expensive. You know, there's a lot of things I like about them. So, yeah, uh, those are the two uh, I would consider to own. Now, Dominion it got down to $62 and... Uh, it was high in December, poked up all the way to 77. Now it's back to 68. So it's fallen in January. Remember, because it's a defensive stock. And, you know, what happened in January? Well, the market bounced from being oversold. So those defensive stocks kind of, you know, eh, didn't work so good. But I still like it. I think it's an opportunity as opposed to just get out. I think it's an opportunity. Okay, 888.99 chart. Okay, the Dow pumped up really sharply in the middle of the day because there was a report out that there's in the works a deal where China will buy $1 trillion worth of products from the U.S. They're going to get up to $1 trillion per year. They're going to get there over the next six years. Six years buying spree. That would get rid of, get rid of completely our trade imbalance. If that's true, and the market liked what it heard, of course, how can you not like that news? That is very good news if it's true. Now, of course, the proof will be in the pudding, right? I mean, we got to make sure that it actually is going to happen, not that it might happen. But one trillion a year, people. You know, if that is true, you have to. No matter how much you might not like Trump or how much you like Trump, you got to give him credit here. No other president even attempted this kind of thing. So we'll see if it's true, though, won't we? This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. The weekend is upon us, everybody, and it is a three-day weekend. I will be in San Jose next Wednesday. Next. Wednesday. So if you want to register for a no-cost portfolio review, you go to investtalk.com, send me an email, and we'll set up an appointment for you. We still have about 10 minutes remaining, and um, I'm, you know, I'm, we're live. And we've been taking a lot of calls today. 888-99-CHART.
Have you visited investtalkacademy.com? You should. It can help you learn to invest like a pro because it features online classes that can teach you how to grow your investments independently. And you can learn more at investtalkacademy.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So what's the worst things you can say when you're shopping for a car? Or even for a house for that matter. The number one thing, don't say I love this car or I love this house. Oh, this is a wonderful house. This is a wonderful car. You know, as soon as they hear that kind of thing from you, in their mind it says, well, okay, well, I don't, I, could, I don't have to negotiate nearly as hard. I can get top dollar here because you love it. You, 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 it's like showing your hand in a card game. Okay. Also, don't say, "Oh, I have, I've got enough money for the monthly payments. I, I can pay three hundred fifty dollars a month." Don't say that. Let them tell you what the payments are after you negotiate it. You know, don't don't say that. You don't know. You know, they can do wonders with math. You have to be much more careful than that. And if you lease a card, never tell them when your lease is up, the one that you have. That gives you a deadline, right? And they are going to use that deadline to try to force you. Okay. Also, don't say uh, the amount that you want for your trade-in. Oh, I'll take 5000 for my trade-in. You know, that's a negotiated issue as well. Let them throw out the number. Then you say, no, I don't want that. What if they threw out the number 10500 and you put out 10000 If they put out 10500 you you wanted 10000 in your head, the first thing you can say is, gee, maybe I want 11000 <laughs> Learn to negotiate. The art of negotiating. There are a number of books out there. Okay? Uh, so there's a lot of things. And, and, just, and don't fall in love with the color either. Oh, I love this color. I've been looking for it forever. No, no, no. You gotta hold your cards a little closer to your vest, as they say. Don't don't put everything out out there. And you know, if you can't do that, let someone else buy the car for you. You know, that's a great idea. You know, have a relative do it or somebody you trust, and tell them, tell that person because they're not in love with the car. <laughs> they don't have they they're not emotionally attached. It's a good way to do it. Let's go to Randy in Novato. How you doing, Randy? I'm doing well, Steve. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. You there? Oh, thanks. Hey, uh, yes. so the question I have is, is this company, UWN, they, it's a casino company. They have a deal where they're selling uh, and they're going private, and, and I guess the deal is at $2.50. My question was, um, it was just out of curiosity, can somebody buy that mm -hmm. stock and then get that difference? I think it's like at two forty four right now. Or is there like a, a date yes. that you can't, you know, you're going to only get your yeah. price? How does that work? Yes, you can go buy that for $2.44 right now. Now, here's why it's at $2.44 and not at $2.50. If the company, it's a really small company, everybody, Nevada Gold Casino. Yeah. It's a public company uh, and it's selling for $2.44 a share. And it's been bought for $2.50. The deal hasn't gone through, but it's been bought. Now, this is why this always happens, Randy, 100%, uh, almost 100% of the time not quite, that the price of a company being bought always goes up to close to the offering price, but never, very seldom over it. Usually about 10% below it. 
That's normal. Normal. Why? Because there's always that Risk. chance the deal could fall through. That's why. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But but yeah, you can go buy it for two dollars and forty four cents, and if the deal goes through at two fifty, you just made six cents a share. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I, yeah, I know. Like they had some lawsuits or something, so they were filed over something, and I don't know. But anyways, I appreciate yeah. your uh, time yeah. and your information. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Okay, why don't I like the, uh, the consumer sentiment number fell sharply in January? And why don't I like that? Why do I not like the consumer sentiment number? It's one of the reports that really is can be a leading economic indicator, but I don't think it's very reliable. So why did it fall? Well, this is the, the, the reason why it, it fell is a reason why I don't like it. Because of politics or because of a... a, a, a instability in financial markets our global slowdown they take the report they, it's a survey and they take this and it could have it could be something that just happened and the next day they take the survey and people's all worried about it it's not you know it's not it could be an emotional driven survey and i don't like that i don't like it that's basically what it is I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program in another week, and I do appreciate you being with me all week. I'll be back Tuesday. Remember, Monday's a holiday, but we do have a best of, so tune in. Joyce, uh, so 888-99-CHART. Call and leave your questions over the weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.